The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now here's your host, Mike Sherboneau. Hey everybody, welcome to the program tonight. So glad that you're with us, that you're journeying with us, and I'd love for you to call into the show tonight. And uh, the number, I want to give the numbers out right out of the gate. It's 1-800-684-2848, 1-800-684-2848. And uh, the local number in Buffalo, for all those amazing people in Buffalo, uh, 883-5000. You know, guys, uh, we can't help that you're... Uh, pulling for the Bills or the Sabres, you know, we still love you, uh, but it's okay. We're pulling for the Leafs and they still haven't won. Anyways, it's uh, it's all good. We would just love to hear from you tonight and I'll tell you why. We're going to be talking about two things. Does prayer work? And I know that prayer does, but I'd love to hear your story. Have you ever seen God answer your prayer? And uh, we're also going to talk about the whole issue of mental health. I got a great friend on the line tonight. He's going to lead us uh, in the conversation. He leads a ministry called Agora Network Ministries, and uh, it's just bringing hope to so many people uh, on the whole area of mental health. Not, uh, this guy, Alan Galland, he's not afraid to talk about the subject. He's going to share a bit of his own journey with us. And uh, But in the background, uh, we're going to do that for the first half of the show, but at any time you can call in because if you move into the second half, I want to talk about prayer and do you believe in prayer? And what can we do to encourage each other to pray more? I got some amazing stories to tell you when we get to the half, and uh, <clears throat> I could almost jump in right now, but I'd short-circuit the plans that we've already laid out, and uh, Alan's on the phone right now. Alan, we're glad you're with us tonight. Hello. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well, thank you. I just had a lovely dinner with my family, and now I'm able to talk to you. Well, just don't fall asleep after eating all that good food, okay? <laughs> I promise. I had to change location where I do the show tonight, and so I had to leave supper. But uh, you know what? Mm. I'm heading home afterwards, and don't call me until after I've eaten, okay? Alan, okay, let's talk about we have plenty. Yeah, let's talk about mental health. In a, in okay. a nutshell, give us the two-minute version of your own journey. You pastor for like a thousand yeah. years. No, maybe yeah. 32, <laughs> 34. <laughs> yes, right. No, I pastor for. 33 years, um, and uh, along my journey, I uh, was suffering with anxiety, depression, a lot of uh, panic in my life, and fear, and uh, so... Hold on, uh, hold on. Pastors are not supposed to panic, right? Isn't that the way it goes? (laughs) Well, that's what people think. (laughs) Okay. um, and, And that's one of the struggles I have, because, you know, pastors are supposed to be you know, they have to have everything together. and uh, But I didn't. I was suffering big time, but I hid it because I didn't want people to know it. But uh, in uh, 2017, I was uh, in a very bad place in my life. I was walking away from God and the church, uh, just where I was in my mind, in my heart. and But I had a severe stroke, and um, that stroke changed my life. Um, And I said to people, it was the worst day of my life, but the best day of my life, because God gave me a second chance. But uh, still, I suffered with mental uh, health and was diagnosed with the illness 
Um, so I, I struggled through that, but uh, praise God, I got some good help, um, and I was able to recover. And uh, now we're on a journey to help others with their own mental health issues and um, illness. Now, I say this affectionately, but the stroke, at first you lost your entire speech, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and, I did. And me living in the Maritimes for a long time, when I first met you, I thought you were either from <laughs> Newfoundland or you were from Quebec because there's, there was the crossover. But that's not the case, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. The stroke took away my voice completely. That's not unusual for people to lose their voice, but they come back relatively quickly, but mine didn't. And But when he came back, he came back like I had an accent, um, and many people thought I was from Quebec. And I had one person ask me, uh, you know, um, uh, she started speaking French to me. <laughs> and I, I said, I, I don't speak French. And, uh, You're from anyway, Cape Breton, have, though, originally, aren't you? Yeah. That's right, and we have that explains your poor sense of humor. That explains that bad sense of humor. Okay. That's right. Yeah, but you know, even today, I struggle to talk, even tonight, because I have aphasia from the stroke as well. So sometimes I, I stutter and I lose words, and uh, I'm just not as clear as I could be like I once was. But you know what? I, I really feel that God took away my voice, gave me a new voice to be a voice for huh. those that don't have a voice and in the realm of mental illness and mental health. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, For those who I don't have a many, voice. Yeah, many people feel that they can't talk about mental health or illness because they don't want to be judged. And uh, there's a stigma. It doesn't matter if you're outside of the church or inside the church. There's a stigma about mental wellness, and um, I mean mental health. And uh, people get labeled. Um, and if for the Christians, sometimes we're labeled as uh, maybe we have sin in our lives. Maybe uh, there's a demon. Maybe there, we're not praying enough or, or, or trusting God enough. So many people stay silent. And uh, so we're trying to break the silence by sharing our story and the resources and um, the supports that are out there for the believer as well as the non-believer. Man, I love that. Um, mm. Talk to me about what was it like when you had the stroke? Like you were dealing with depression, mm. anxiety. Yeah. Did this just yeah. put it to the uh, tenth, the power of ten or the power of a thousand? Oh, yeah. You know, Mike, I never was tortured in my mind as I was after the stroke. I, 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 I suffered, like I said, mentally before, but I, I could handle it to a degree. But after the stroke, the doctor said it was like the dam of my emotions broke. And I, I just couldn't focus on anything specific. There was trauma that come up, hurts that came up. And uh, you talk about PTSD. I Many times my wife would find me on the floor, uh, you know, curl up like a baby, rocking and crying and asking her to help me. And yeah, it, it magnified my illness after the stroke. And it took a while to find uh, help for me, me. So where did you find help? 
Like, well, was, now I, I don't, I don't I, want to be well, smart. I don't want to be smart, Alan. But no, you're a pastor, no. so yeah. one prayer shouldn't that just about do it? <laughs> well, you know, Mike, we were praying. Okay. <laughs> uh, my wife and others were praying over me. They anointed me with oil. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife and I, I couldn't read, but she was reading the scriptures, the Bibles for me. And we were trusting God for healing, but uh, it didn't come right away. I had to go through a journey of this um, this illness. Um, but I finally got help because uh, I, had, I had great people in my life that uh, advocated for me. And uh, so... I was able to reach out to good doctors. Uh, I was able to reach out to people that loved me and that would come. And uh, many times they came to my house and they took me outside for a walk. Um, and uh, so when I couldn't walk, they just sat with me. They cried with me. Uh, they let me, you know, just, uh, um, um, you know, sit there and silence sometimes but i had a good support system so that's what i mean but when i got help and you know the other thing mike that's very important uh, so i had a clinical diagnosis but the other side was my soul my was wounded and so i had to have people um, encourage me in the things of god and uh, because i didn't know how to do that anymore and so they would come and read the scriptures, pray over me, uh, just share with me God's love again. And it really helped me in the darkest moments of my uh, turmoil and my torture in my mind. Wow. Let's, um, mm. let's take a, a little different twist for a minute. Sure. Yeah. You run a ministry right now. Tell us a little bit about that, and then I got a quick question for you. We want to talk about sure, your sure. ministry over the next 20 minutes so that people can go to the website. Uh, yeah, you've got a big please. conference coming up as well. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, so Agora Network Ministries was birthed out of my crisis, um, and uh, it really is designed to help faith communities, people of God, people that are sometimes uh, scared of um, the whole issue of mental health, because we often think that mental illness is not real, and everything can be you know, um, uh, dealt with spiritually. And, and not that it can't, Mike, but there are times when if I have a, you know, a, a heart issue, I take medication or I get work on my heart or if I have cancer. So my brain is an organ as well. So sometimes it's sick. And so, um, so we're we're really trying to help the church understand that there's a clinical side of mental uh, health and illness, and um, and so we we try to develop and direct people to resources that are clinical and biblical, and so um, people can uh, look at our website, and we have resources that we have come up that we have uh, produced our own, but we also often uh, direct people to other professionals uh, like uh, registered psychotherapists, uh, mental health doctors, uh, social workers, and mental health nurses. And uh, not that they work for us, but they work with us to help people uh, in, their, uh, in their pain and, and, and their, uh, 
uh, mental health uh, states. So uh, Agora was something that was birthed, as I said, of, of my crisis, because I went to the church and they didn't know how to help me. So we want to help provide the church with resources to educate, equip, and engage people in this whole issue of mental wellness. Well, that's a, a big undertaking, but it's desperately needed. You have, um, yeah. you did a big conference a year ago, which just opened we up did. the floodgates for people to say, "Hey, it's okay to talk about it." You're doing it again this year. Yeah. Who are yeah. some, you got a couple of amazing people coming on? Yeah, we do, Mike. And uh, last year was a good start, and we had some awesome uh, 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 speakers. But this year we have uh, two formal or limbing. Olympians. Uh, Corey Hirsch uh, was a goalie for oh, yeah, the, goal the Vancouver. Yeah, for Vancouver yeah. Canucks. And uh, he has a, a tremendous story because in the NHL, if you said that you had some uh, mental health problems, it was, uh, you know, you had a target on your back. Um, and they thought you were weak and um, the whole thing. Now it's changing. Uh, I'm glad about that. But he has an incredible story. And he's going to be talking to the parents of children that are really uh, hurting uh, mentally and how to help them. And uh, we have also... So important. That is so important. So important. I've been in a conference, Alan, for the last day and a half, mm. uh, although I skipped out a little bit early, and uh, I did get there a little bit late if I'm doing the full confession. Mm. But they're just <laughs> talking about some emotional things uh, with mm. the LGBTQ community mm. and yeah. how children struggle with so much um, emotional pain as they're trying to process their mm. gender. And it causes yeah. huge... Um, mental breakdowns for many people. Oh, yeah. So I'm it, glad he's talking does. about that. Who else do you have coming on? we got one more minute before the well, break. Yeah, Elizabeth Manley and also Dr. Um, Caroline Leaf. She's a neuroscientist, pathologist, wow. and she has a number of other uh, titles. But she's going to be talking about the mind versus the brain. And uh, how we can help. I shouldn't mind. laugh. I shouldn't laugh. But I'm thinking, okay, I could have fun with that one. But <laughs> well, she's going to talk about how we can uh, create new pathways in our brains to uh, get rid of the tox toxic thoughts that we all okay. deal with, and uh, create new way uh, pathways to put in positive. And uh, and so I'm so excited about these these uh, three uh, speakers this year. Let me just say this, folks. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. My special guest tonight is Alan Gallant with Agora Network Ministries. We're talking about mental health and his own journey. We're going to come right back after the short break, and Alan is going to give you some very practical things to assess yourself, but also to start walking on the healthy path towards okay. mental wellness. We'll be right back in just a moment. Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. 
North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Real life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherbino airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mic, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to Open Mic. And uh, we're talking tonight with Alan Gallant with Agora Network Ministries. He's going to be with us for the next 15 minutes. And then we're going to be picking up on this subject, Does God Answer Prayer? Got some real cool stories to talk to you about on that. And uh, I'd love for you to call in. Love for you to call in right now. If you got a mental health question, tonight's a great night to call in. Mm-hmm. And um, Alan, you can tell people they can go to your website. What's the website? Mm-hmm. How do we find it? Yeah, give me, give so me the uh, just the address. Yeah, so it's simply Agora Network Ministries dot com and A G O R A Network Ministries dot com. What on earth does Agora mean? Well, it's a good question, Mike. I, I want people to ask me that because uh, not... I hope you got know. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. So uh, in Portuguese, it means now. But uh, in ancient Greece, they had the agoras. And these were open uh, buildings. That people came in and they did all kinds of things. Like it was the marketplace. So uh, agora means where the people gather the assembly of the people. And that's why our target is the faith communities, specifically the church, because that's where the people of God meet. And that's the assembly of the people, the ecclesia, uh, uh, ecclesia, I mean. And so that's why Agora is the, uh, the name of our ministry. Well, people are oftentimes, especially in the church, as you were saying earlier, we want to pretend we got it all together, but we are broken mm-hmm. people. We need help. We need oh, prayer. Yeah, yeah. And I find constantly yeah, I am praying uh, for individuals, and I ask people to pray for me just to remain mm-hmm. strong, to uh, mm-hmm. let go of anxiety. I had somebody very close to me say to me uh, recently, I need to go and get someone to pray with me. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they shared a little bit about what they were dealing with. And mm-hmm. I agree, because we're told to yep. bear one another's burdens. That's right. So mm. I'd love for you to call in 800-684-2848. And to all our Bills and uh, Sabre fans, it's 883-5000. <laughs> all right. Um, Alan, let's talk to us. Yes. What are some of the things you need to recognize first? If you're heading towards the brick wall of mental disaster. Sure, sure. Uh, That's a good question, Mike. I I think one of the things that we have to recognize is if our moods have changed, um, if I'm thinking about things that I haven't thought about before, like negative things, if my feelings are um, not in balance, 
if I'm reacting strangely or, you know, people are saying to me that, you know, you're just don't seem yourself. Uh, I think it's time for you to take notice. And one of the things that we had helped people to recognize that you might have to go and talk to uh, your doctor first. And uh, so we encourage people to get a hold of your doctor and see if they can uh, help you or assess you to know where you were at. And so that's, that's huge. But the other thing that I think is really important is that, um, like I said before, we, we tend to be silent on this issue. And I think it's it's important for people if they're feeling that they're on the brink, they don't know what's going on, they need to talk to someone that they trust, talk to a spouse, talk to a friend, talk to a pastor or your pastor, talk to someone that will listen to you and not give you the answers, but just listen to you and help you process where you're at. Okay, so you're saying just listen. Listen is an important thing if somebody comes and talks to you. Yeah, yeah, it was so important for me, Mike. Um, I I was looking for answers, of course, but what helped me is people didn't judge me. They understood Ah. that something was wrong, and they were there, and many of them listened to me. And as we talked... And I said, you know, I think I need some help. They affirmed me. They validated me and my feelings. And so it really helped me to reach out to the right people. As I said, your doctor and other people that you trust. What we're finding right now, Mike, in the ministry of Gora, as we meet with pastors and we do our seminars and our training system, our training um, courses, that uh, talk therapy is so important because uh, people don't talk about these things. And when you're in a group with people that are suffering the same way you are, and you begin to talk about it helps a lot. And uh, people think, oh, I'm not the only one. So and that, I think, a, is a, a pivotal way. thing, isn't it? It's important to know that oh, we're not alone. I find right. that yeah, the temptation, yeah. Alan, is when people, especially as guys, um, yeah. You know, somebody starts to say, I got this problem or whatever. We want to finish the sentence and and fix it all in two minutes or less. Say, just do two or three of these things and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Okay, so... It doesn't work. Find someone to talk to. What else is important? I'm going to push you you along here. So, yeah, so I think uh, to... uh, One of the things that we have to realize that uh, we're... We're in trouble right now <laughs> in Canada, mentally, uh, mental health speaking. Uh, we seem like we're getting post-COVID soon, I hope. And uh, but we're there's what's called the echo pandemic, and the the echo pandemic is that the the um, issues of mental wellness are going to be with us for a long time. Those that are on the front lines, uh, those in uh, church leadership, there are a lot of people that are going to struggle. So uh, being prepared is so important now. And having the right tools and resources and supports in our churches and in our lives are going to be so important to help people because um, we think that everything is going to go back to normal, and I hope it goes back somewhat. 
but uh, you know, before COVID, our uh, mental health uh, programs in Canada were in trouble, and uh, now they're they're going to be they're being tapped out now, and uh, so we have to really know how to help people um, along the way, especially inside the walls of the church. You're talking about normal and. I'm not sure I even remember what normal looked like. Uh, it just says everything <laughs> well, keeps changing. And, yeah. uh, you know, someone let me just jump in norm. for a sec. Yeah. yeah, sorry? Sure. I just I want to jump in for a moment. Normal. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, you finished the sentence. Someone <laughs> said that normal is what? <laughs> the only, the, the setting on your dryer. <laughs> setting on your dryer. Okay, I like that one. I think you probably yeah, yeah. heard me say that. I'm going to take the credit for that. Oh, that, that was pretty good. Now <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. We just need to interject right now as we talk about mental health. There yeah, is, yeah. you know, just the the wet blanket that COVID has left, but there is also, um, I think people deal with huge amounts of shame and mm. pain from the past. Yeah. Pain is very yeah. difficult if things have been done to you, if you've been a victim right, right. of abuse. And I believe the other thing that is weighing on people, I find, Alan, weighing on me more than COVID is what is happening in Ukraine and yeah. a sense of powerlessness. Now, at North yeah. End Church that I pastor, I'm excited that people have been donating from all over the country at yeah. northendchurch.ca. And we've seen like, I think, $25,000 or more come in wow. already. And that's encouraging. That's amazing. But it impacts our mental health as we just feel, mm -hmm. oh, what can we do? What can we not do? Yeah. And so I just yeah. mentioned that because our thoughts are with the people of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And we got about four minutes left, Alan. I want yep, you to yep. tell me, give me, you're a preacher, so come up with three yeah. things <laughs> that I need to do to stay yep. mentally sure. well. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Number, number one, make sure you're not sitting all day long. Exercise is so important. Get out, move. Okay, skip that walk, one and move on breathe. to the next one. <laughs> now, how, well, so how important one, is that? How important is that? Well, you know, the, there's something that happens to your brain when you exercise. And, and um, talk about releasing stress. You know, we often say that, you know, uh, I have to release my stress, but uh, we deal with the stressors, but the stress can continue on until we deal with it. So exercise is a good way to do that. Uh, and so that's very important to get your body moving. It helps you relax. It helps you deal with the stress. The other thing, Mike, you want like this either is to eat well, <laughs> you know, eat uh, healthy foods um, and uh, also, you know, um, uh, be mind mindful of what you're putting in your mouth um, and in your, your gut because there is enzymes in your stomach that will help you have a, a good mental uh, 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 health. I didn't know but that, I, you know, I, to be honest. I know it makes yeah. sense. We want to eat well, yeah. and we talk about that. Yeah. But I didn't realize that there is a direct correlation between oh, yeah. that and there our sure mental is. health. Yeah, so that's important. And the other one that I think is important, Mike, is sleep. You know, uh, I know these 
days is hard for people to sleep. But I think if you exercise right and you uh, eat right and you have a more or less a balanced life, I think sleep can be uh, enjoyed and uh, sleep can can come. And uh, our bodies heal when we sleep. Um, it, the problem mm-hmm. is that we our minds won't shut down because our brains are doing what they're supposed to do, and that's think. But I think if, as we tire our thinking process by exercising, by doing these things, I think our sleep can come better. And so those three things, I think, are very important. And I think that uh, our good friend Grant Mullen would chime in, who's been on the show many times, yeah. and has also spoken for you, that he would say, um, make sure you go to the doctor, because it's not a bad thing to get no. medicine if you need right. need it to uh, get over right. the hump. And That's right. You know Alan, yeah, um, you so... lead a ministry called Agora Network Ministries, yeah. and A-G-O-R-A NetworkMinistries.com. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, and people right. can go there, and they can sign up for this amazing conference that you have. Yes. Uh, what day yeah. is it going to be? It's May the 12th? Uh, May the 14th. Oh, uh, May the 14th. May 14th uh, at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time until 3.30. Uh, and go on our website, the Perseverance Conference 2022. And uh, what's exciting this year that churches can be host churches for this conference so they can use this as a simulcast in their church and where the people uh, in the church can come and watch it together. Well, you know what? The only drawback to the whole conference, Alan, is that I'm emceeing it. But apart from that, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited to uh, encourage people to take part in this conference. Mm. I believe it can be literally life-changing. We need to hear about it. Yeah. And a lot of the boundaries are dropping down and the, you know, just uh, just the yeah. negativity that, oh, I can't admit that I, I, that I struggle. So let me say yeah. I struggle from time to time, and I'm grateful mm. for the support group I have around me. We need to keep encouraging yeah. each other. And, Alan, you're an encouragement to me, to so many people. Mm, Thanks for being on the program yeah. tonight. And we encourage My people pleasure. to go Thank to agoranetworkministries.com. All right. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, we'll talk soon. So right after the break, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the subject prayer. Does prayer work? And I got a number of different things to share if nobody calls in, but I some have a sense that people are going to call. I'm going to start off with an amazing story uh, from a Dr. Gary Onik. And uh, you can Google him on the break. Uh, you're not going to, it's going to be hard to believe what he's going to, what I'm going to tell you about that story. But um, yeah, come right back. The number to call is 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. You're listening to Open Mic. I'm Mike Sherbinell. Be right back after the break. Real life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherbinell airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith, and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mic, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv. 
Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're back with us tonight. And just one little correction. You listen to that last ad for North End Church where I happen to pastor. Hey, we've just changed the time for this week. It is at 9.30 and 11. 9.30 and 11. We just found that young families with kids, they just work better. And uh, they can get home and have a sleep rather than falling asleep during the service. So 9.30 and 11, um, it's just uh, we are so pumped about what God is doing in our church. And if you don't have a church family, I hope you'll join us. We're in, on Geneva Street. Check us out at northendchurch.ca or you can watch us online. I just was sent a picture of, uh, of a family and we were praying for their daughter. She had uh, was very, very sick. And so the whole family... Uh, stayed home from church with her, and they're all gathered around the TV watching the picture. They sent me this picture, and they're all there with their blankets on them, and we were praying at that point for their 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 daughter and for their sister, depending who you were, and it was a cute picture because all their eyes were closed. It was like they were sleeping in front of the TV set, but they assured me that they were praying. Anyways, you know, the power of online ministry, we're just so encouraged by people that are watching and following our church online, and Whatever works for you, if you're in the Buffalo area, it's kind of hard to come across the border, but you can check us out online. We'd love to have you. And uh, tonight, for the last half hour, I want to talk about just prayer work. So I got an amazing story to tell you because I do believe prayer works. If you're sick tonight or if you have a need, I want to invite you to call in so that we can just simply pray for you in the name of Jesus. Um, about a month and a half ago on my TV program, we interviewed uh, a renowned oncologist out of the States, out of Fort Lauderdale. His name is Dr. Gary Onik, O-N-I-K. And uh, Dr. Onik deals with uh, prostate cancer. And wouldn't you know it, he diagnosed himself and realized that he had prostate cancer. And he also then discovered that the cancer had moved into his bones and into his lymph nodes. So he was terminal. But he uh, would say that <clears throat> he was a Jewish atheist, a cultural Jew, but he was an atheist. But he noticed as a doctor that the patients that had people praying for them recovered uh, either much faster or experienced just miraculous healing. Dr. Onik has perfected a new surgery to deal with prostate cancer. He also just used it recently uh, on a brain tumor that was inoperable. Uh, he went to Armenia uh, two and a half weeks ago to perform the surgery. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But here he is. And he actually uh, calls his friend, who's a, an, um, a urologist, and he said, you've got to do the operation on me. And he said, well, nobody's ever done this operation except you, Gary. And I guess the procedure is such that it breaks up cancer that is metastasized. So we know that once cancer metastasizes, that apart from a miracle, you're going to be dead. And um, anyways, he said, no. He said, I'm going to give myself a spinal 
and I'm going to guide you. I'll stay awake through the surgery. It's all been recorded. You can read about it online. And he put out kind of what you'd call a Hail Mary. He asked everyone and anyone that he knew to pray for him. It didn't matter what their faith background was or whatever. He said even positive thoughts. He was just desperate. And he said the operation was a success and uh, the cancer went away, but the cancer in the bones and in the lymph nodes, after six weeks, it was completely gone. And uh, so Gary was sharing about that on our TV program. And at the beginning of the program, he said, Mike, he said, would you pray for a specific person? It doesn't really matter who it is. And this person had severe mental health issues and uh, we prayed for her. And I'm gonna tell you about it in a moment. And then he said, I'm going to Armenia. Would you pray for this man? He is terminal. They can't operate on this tumor. I'm gonna use this new procedure. And he says, if it works, it's gonna revolutionize the medical world. And uh, I received a text uh, from him today and he said, that young woman that you prayed for, it is nothing less than miraculous, the turnaround in her life. She is no longer suicidal. She's enjoying life, moving on. Um, I suppose a woman around 37, 38 years of age. And then he said, the, the person in Armenia is recovering so well. Already, uh, the latest uh, MRI showed that the tumor was gone by 80%. So he said, please continue to pray. And then he said, would you pray for a real good friend of mine who has got a life-threatening blood clot? And uh, we're praying for him. Folks, I want you to know that God answers prayer. God answers prayer. And here's a man who at one point was an atheist, but he says now, he said, you know, he said, I, am, I'm, I'm, I believe in prayer. And uh, we're talking about what does it mean uh, now to, to know the Jesus that I know? And I want you to know that God really cares for you, folks. You're not out there alone. You might feel it tonight, but that's not true. That's a lie. And it's so easy to get trumped by negative thinking. And like Alan Gallant was saying, you got to find friends. You got to find people that will speak life into your heart. And I want to do that tonight. I want to just do a couple little uh, talks tonight is in case somebody wants to call in. It's 800-684-2848. We're going to pray for people that are sick. I want to pray specifically for people who have cancer. Maybe you've been given the thumbs down and there's not much hope. We want to pray for you that God will fill you with not only hope, but with his healing power. I want to also pray for some people tonight. If you have diabetes, I want you to call in. I don't know why, but I just have a sense we're to pray for you as well. I'm going to leave it there. Call in right now or whatever request you have, feel free to call in. We've got about 22 minutes left on the show. And uh, I want to speak life into your heart today. Well, you know, when, when I go back to when I was in my first year of college, you know, just after the Earth's crust had cooled, uh, I went to a philosophy class, and the professor, his name was Glenn Taylor, and he said something I'd never forgotten. Uh, looking out at a class uh, filled with minds that were like empty sponges, he said this, your words invite people to live or die. Your words invite people to live or die. And for years, I've reflected on that statement. And uh, so tonight, you know, over 40 years later, uh, I hear those words again, but this time I hear them from the pen of the wisest man who ever lived. His name was Solomon. And he wrote in the book of Proverbs, the 18th chapter in verse 27, he said, the tongue has the power of life and death. 
The tongue is the power of life and death. Folks, every day you and I have the opportunity to speak life or death into the lives of the people we meet. And that could be a spouse, it could be a friend, it could be a colleague, an employer, even your teacher. But you know, ask the Spirit of Jesus to fill your heart and mouth with words that invite people to live and not die. Words like, you're special, well done, thanks for being considerate, thanks for listening, and we'll get through this together. Or how about, I believe in you, and how about this one, hey, this is going back, I love you. Those words, with the help of the Spirit, we can choose to speak life. Now, let me just be totally candid. I said this to my wife, I think it was last night we were driving, and I said, you know, this week I wanted to have one of those difficult conversations with a couple people, and I had worked it all through in my mind, and I was sort of half praying, saying, God, give me the right moment to speak to these people so that I can just level and speak truth. And I'm so thankful that opportunity never came up, because as much as it would have been truth, it wouldn't have been life-giving. Many times when we speak to people, we want to correct them. And a lot of times, like Alan has said, what people are listening for or wanting is, is there anyone there who will just listen to me? When I've messed up or made a mistake, you know, I know that I don't need you to tell me. And sometimes people, we want to remind people over and over again of how they screwed up. Maybe you have that with a, a spouse that's really frustrating you, your husband or your wife, and you've said it a million times. And maybe what you need to do is to pray and say, God, show me a different approach. And sometimes a different approach is to speak words that invite them to speak to you. I know they're hurting you and you're thinking they just need to smarten up. But often if you'll reshape what you're saying, you can say something like this, help me to understand why you talk that way to me. Can you help me to understand why you yell at me? I find it very painful. It hurts me. Have I been frustrating you? And all of a sudden, you're disarming them. You're not there for the conflict, but you're saying, how do we grow through this together? See, that's really what happens when you go to a counselor. They say, okay, how you guys are talking, but is anybody really listening? Ha, huh, that's a great one, eh? You can be talking, but is anyone really listening? I want to remind you, as we think about, uh, you know, the problems that other people have with us, have you ever thought about what you contribute to the equation? Have you ever thought about, you know, hey, what do I need to own in my own story? If God's going to write a new narrative, and uh, this past week I interviewed on our TV show, Rachel Balabo. And she was the former ESPN sportscast. Remember when all the college teams did a nosedive about five years ago? Just really painful stories of abuse, sexual abuse especially, were coming out. And she did a lot of those interviews. Rachel was on my television program. I encourage you to watch it next week, theperspective.tv. And she talks about the ministry she has started. It's called Hashtag Writing a New Narrative. I love that. But before we can write a new narrative, we got to come back to our own self. And in Psalm 130, verses 3 and 4, it says, If you, O Lord, kept a record of sin, O Lord, who could stand? 
but with you there is forgiveness, so therefore you are feared. Now, likely we've all heard the expression of keeping tabs. You know, one time it was common for stores or restaurants to keep a tab, and the customer would pay at the end of the week or the end of the month, or, you know, sometimes the end of the year, I guess back in the Wild West. But often in relationships, we keep tabs. And more often than not, it's when someone has said or done something wrong that we keep a mental note and build a case against the person. And as we keep a tab on individuals, folks, it becomes harder and harder for the relationship to work. Hatred and animosity builds to the point where we stop talking with them or doing business with them. And if you're married to them, well, you can figure out the rest. We got a neat thing happening at our church right now. For 40 days, we're encouraging people to pray, to pray with your spouse or to pray with a close friend if you're not married. And I, I just was reading about a couple. Um, they've never prayed together. They had a lot of issues and tensions, and they started to pray together. And the word was that the relationship has just been transformed. Well, should we be surprised? No, because God answers prayer. But, you know, as we're praying, one of the things that happens is that God will speak to you about forgiving people. Why do we forgive people? Why should we rip up the tab? Because every one of us needs forgiveness. You know, the psalmist wrote, he said, Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could stand? In other words, who would have a chance? Um, walking in the forgiveness that Christ alone can give is walking with the confidence that God has ripped up the scorecard that condemned me to hell. Oh man, that is great news. He ripped up the tab that would exclude me from heaven and the joy of his presence today. And when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said to pray this way, Father, forgive us our sins in the same way we forgive the sins of those who have done wrong to us. And if you're having a problem, forgiving someone is likely because if you're having a problem forgiving someone, it's likely because you've not fully comprehended what Jesus had to do to forgive me and to forgive you. And that was dying on the cross. We're going to come back and talk more about this, folks. It's the pathway to freedom. And when we learn to communicate to God in prayer, he answers prayer. I'm going to be praying for people that have cancer, for people that have diabetes. I'd love for you to call in if you're one of those people tonight, 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. You're listening to Open Mic. I'm going to be right back after a short break. Looking to get connected to a local church? Meet new friends and be a part of an exciting vision? Consider North End Church. We are now offering two services each Sunday to provide you with options and safety for when you gather. From kids to seniors, you will find it easy to connect at North End Church. We'll be waiting for you this Sunday at either 9 or 10.30 a.m. and can't wait for you to experience the greatness of our God with us. North End Church, 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, a place where everyone is welcome, nobody is perfect, and anything is possible. Real-life, unedited, authentic conversations are what you will see and hear on the new TV show called The Perspective. The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau airs daily across Canada and brings to your screen authors, musicians, bloggers, and more, all of whom are real about their faith and life journey. Plus, on The Perspective, you will enjoy Mike's teaching and biblical insights into all matters related to life. If you like Open Mike, you will love The Perspective. Check it out today at theperspective.tv. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. 
Hey, I'm glad you're with us tonight, and uh, we only got about 13 minutes left. If you don't want to call, that's perfectly fine, but I just want to say a prayer right now. I want to pray, Lord, for the people that, especially tonight, are dealing with cancer. I think there's a lady dealing with ovarian cancer, and she doesn't want to call in tonight, but Lord, I want to pray for her, for her healing, that you would remind her that you are with her, and I pray you would touch her body in the name of Jesus. And uh, I also want to pray for somebody else. You got esophageal cancer, cancer in the throat. You're a man. And I just want to pray for you tonight. Just the Spirit of God is prompting me to do that. And I want to say, Lord, I want to pray for this individual that he will know your healing right now. Lord, I know nobody thinks it's possible, but I am praying for this man in Jesus' name. And uh, if you're that man and that woman, uh, would you just call or you can write to me, mike at northendchurch.ca. Simple, mike at northendchurch.ca. Let's also, I, I just want to pray for people that have diabetes. And I just feel in general, there are some of you and part of that discipline, remember Alan talked about how you eat. Um, friends, listen, you know what? Every time I walk by the fridge, I, got, I have to fight that. If there was a chocolate cake there, I'd love to eat it by myself. Now, not all in one sitting, but I could spread it out over the week. But hey, all that sugar and all that stuff is not good. And I know that with uh, many of you listening tonight, you've got to watch your diet. And so, Lord, I want to pray for people tonight that are finding it difficult to say no to that comfort food. And uh, I want to pray you'd give them resiliency, but I also pray that you would balance out their body and that the diabetes would be in check, that it would go away, their sugar levels would be at the proper level. And I know some people listening and thinking, this is just ludicrous, this is nuts, but Lord, um, for your glory, just prove people wrong and may they know that you're a God who sees and answers prayer. And we ask this in your name for your glory. Amen. Well, have you ever imagined what God can do. <clears throat> you know, the Bible says, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, about five, six years ago, it came as a Facebook request to me. as a lady asking prayer for her husband, who was taking his oral examination to be credentialed as a pastor. <laughs> And, and I remember that's kind of nerve-wracking. You sit in a room and people ask you all sorts of questions. You know, not the stupid questions, you know, how many angels can dance on the end of a pin head? No, not those kind of questions, but a lot of... Anyways, the questions are tough. I'm not here to uh, belabor the fact. But she asked for prayer. But here's the deal. My mind flashed back uh, at that point. It'd be 25 years before to the first time I met her husband. We were traveling to a hockey tournament together. I was ministering in the Nova Scotia, and the tournament was in PEI, and I had put together a little bit of a pickup team to go for this tournament. And Scotty was 20 years old when he came to our church. He'd been there once. And he was a young guy who was full of more ink and muscle than I could have imagined. But he was tough. <laughs> he was in the Canadian Navy. And I just thought, I want him playing defense for me. But God had greater plans than just a bunch of guys playing hockey together. Conversations elapsed over the weekend. And I remember on the way home from PEI to Nova Scotia, 
Scott and I were sitting in the back seat of a car and I was talking about what it meant to trust Jesus. And right then and there, somewhere on that four-hour trip, he surrendered his life to Jesus and invited Jesus to be the leader and Lord of his life. And now I'm getting a Facebook request. Would you pray for him? Because he was going to be ordained as a Baptist pastor. And I was just elated to think that's what God does. Sometimes we just can't imagine how God is going to change things. And I texted Scotty back just prior to examining, said, Scotty, I was thinking about that trip to PEI. Who could have imagined? And his reply was to the point. He got right back to me. He said, Mike, only the Lord, only the Lord. Now, I don't know what you're going through tonight. I don't know what you're dealing with. You're looking at the narrative in your life and maybe like Rachel Balibo, the former ESPN uh, reporter, you need to go to her narrative and to her website, you know, hashtag writing a new narrative. And God wants us to imagine like only who can. Lord, what are you going to do? Many times we say, why? Why has it happened this way? Why has it happened that way? And God is saying to you, I just want you to realize the eye hasn't seen, the ear heard, nor the heart of man imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, the word imagine means to try to conceive or to enter into the thinking process as we try to envision what might possibly come from the situation you find yourself in. And most times it is simply beyond our comprehension. Let me mention Ukraine. Two days ago, and if you watch our online service tomorrow morning, we're going to share uh, a fresh interview out of Ukraine with Pastor Paul Lezinski. And we talk about, you know, where is God in the midst of this? He says, God is everywhere. He said, we're here comforting and caring for people. Suddenly the people of Ukraine are being forced uh, probably in a faster way than we here in Canada or the States to realize that eternity is right in front of us. It's right around the corner. And how we choose to live is, is critical. And he says, we have a chance to speak life and hope into people. Imagine. Well, do you have trouble imagining God doing the miraculous in your situation? Let me take you back to the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis. And you remember the story of Abraham and Sarah? Sarah hears that she's going to have a baby at 90. And Abraham is 99. Now, and when Sarah was told this would happen, she laughed. And, but to that, the Lord responded, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, if Sarah would laugh, I think my wife would cry if she heard that. And, and I would think, my goodness, uh, just shoot me and put me out of my misery. I don't want to be changing diapers at 99. But God was doing a miracle. He was doing a miracle. And imagine the time when Jesus took a young boy's lunch of two fishes and five loaves, and he fed the 5,000. Well, just imagine. Imagine the kid getting home and the mother saying, hey, Reuben, did you share your lunch with anybody today? He said, well, he said, you could kind of say that, Mom. There was a miracle. Who could have imagined that when that mother packed the lunch for that young boy, that Jesus would take it and feed over 5,000 people? Or imagine a young boy with a slingshot dropping the giant of his life, Goliath, and then going on to be the king of the nation Israel. In the midst of your situation, choose to believe that God is orchestrating something greater 
than you could imagine. And then fasten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. We're almost at the end of the show tonight. It's 800-684-2848 is the number. 800-684-2848. We got Paul on the line. He would like prayer. Paul, thanks for calling. How do we pray for you tonight? Uh, good afternoon. I know it's a few minutes left. Uh, just for, uh, I heard you talking about, you feel like to pray for people, uh, uh, and diabetic and cancer. So I'm one of the guys who have diabetes type 2. Okay. How long have you had it? Uh, I believe it's more than 20 years. Okay. And, uh, well, Paul, let me pray for you right now, and then keep in touch with me, okay? You can write to me, Thank Mike, you. at northendchurch.ca, because we want to monitor and see answers to prayer, okay? So, Father, I want to pray for Paul in the name of Jesus. And I know this is supposedly something that can't be cured, but would you give him the discipline to eat healthy? to exercise healthy, but apart from that, Lord, because likely he's already doing that, would you just extend your hand of healing to him tonight and touch his body? And the others who have uh, the similar situation, Lord, we pray for them, and may they know that you've heard their prayer. But I pray for Paul, and we want to thank you that you've heard our prayer, and we're believing you for a miracle of healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank Paul, you. thank you thank for you calling. Really yeah, and write to me, it. Mike at northendchurch.ca. I want to hear what happens, okay? You, Keep in touch with me. Thanks, Paul. Sure. Do you have 10 seconds or are you, are you good to go? Uh, we got a couple seconds. What do you want to say? Okay, Quick, quickly. Uh, you prayed for a couple of years ago for my son, uh, for Ryan Paul. Uh, he had a, a mental issue, very strong. Yes. Uh, he's a lot better, but he's still one negative mindset is still is there. So we're praying for, can you please keep in this, keep him in your prayer, please? Well, Lord, Brian we want to pray. We want to pray for uh, Paul's brother and uh, rather son. Yeah, and my son. Yeah. And we just want to pray that he would have his mind renewed as he focuses on you, that you would bring complete healing. Thank you for the improvement. But we ask for that complete healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Keep in touch. Hey, we're glad you've been listening to Open Mic tonight. I hope you've been encouraged. You know, write to me. Let me know that you listen to the program, that you're encouraged. God nudges you to support the program. Uh, you can go to Mike Sherbino Ministries, and that would be fantastic. But I'd just love to hear from you if you're enjoying the program, if it's been a help. And may God encourage you in this journey called life. And if you don't have a church, you're welcome to come to North End Church at 9.30 and 11 o'clock on Sundays. And 11 o'clock is our live stream, northendchurch.ca. Thanks for listening. The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.